What is going on guys? So I'm here to talk about strength and how I build my strength and my how I kind of design my strength programs a little bit. It's hard to get into full insight um, without like a, you know, full on direction for this. I'm giving out pretty much general information and kind of like the things I think about and maybe the, along the lines of the questions that I ask clients and things that uh, I usually go off of in the beginning to start designing programs because when I do design programs for clients uh, that are strength based or hypertrophy based or whatever it's for fat loss weight gain whatever it is it's all individualized but if it's for you know whatever it's for I got to know where to start and you know based on your availability based on what you can do and things like that and where you're at I got to meet you where you're at and then kind of get you to where you're going um, and a little disclaimer like I said this is a lot from my personal experience, like anything else in this podcast, nothing is guaranteed, especially because if you're going to take my advice and not hire me as a trainer and just kind of piecemeal what I'm putting together and then think you're going to be able to run it the same way um, and make it work, I, you know, it might work for you, but it might not. So if it doesn't work, you can't be mad at me that it didn't work if you're just kind of putting the pieces together based off of what you're hearing and then what you're seeing me post and you know, what you're looking up online and things like that. So just, you know, take everything with a grain of salt that the best way, in my opinion, <clears throat> is to either follow a structured program like uh, these free programs like the 531 program, which I incorporate into my personal program, not any program that I give to anybody else, really, except for a couple exceptions. But it's a great free program um, that comes with an app for Android and iPhone. Um that anybody can use but besides that any other kind of structured program where you pay a coach or you buy a plan is always my you know my go-to option and what my recommendation is rather than just to go in there and put it together yourself if you're not experienced um so i just want to throw that out there for you guys to all take into consideration when we're talking about building strength um and things like that so uh, initially a lot of what I used to hear, uh, so I'll start from the beginning when I first started working out. When I first started working out, I had no real aspirations to build strength at all. Everything was reps. Uh, everything was me. You know, I was lifting some decently heavy weight to make sure I was working the muscle, but I was always just doing three or four sets in that, you know, 10 to 12 rep, 8 to 12 rep range. Maybe the warm-up set first um, of 15 to 20 reps, but after that, I was going just higher weight and you know lower reps as i moved down doing like a lot of reverse uh pyramid training or doing like drop sets and things like that and if you don't know what any of this means you can uh look it up but yeah i'm doing a lot of drop sets and things like that just to kind of build muscle and just get in the gym and get a good workout in and i wasn't really doing any compound movement so once i actually was a year and a half to two years into working out i started realizing that you need to incorporate compound movements to really sculpt and build the foundation of your physique and it makes such a huge difference because if you're just in there training arms and you're doing some leg stuff but you're not building a strong back and a bit nice broad chest and wide you know strong shoulders and things like that if you're a guy and then for the girls you know similar you still want to have a nice back some good shoulders glutes hams you know if you're not building through compound movements, you're not going to get the results that you want. So 
definitely when you're talking about strength, usually we're talking about a lot of compound movements because you got to have a strong foundation. And if you think about any movement you do, that's a compound movement, whether it's bench press, squats, deadlifts, um, shoulder presses, whatever it is, any compound movement where you incorporate more than one big one, more than one, you know, group of muscles or a large group of muscles that are really firing at the same time, you realize that your back is involved in every single one of them. So for me personally, I'm kind of built, um, you know, my, with my height and the way my arms are and just with my, you know, my wingspan and everything, I'm just kind of at a good range to start off with deadlifts. And I was always pretty much able to deadlift pretty heavy early on, even with bad form early on. Um, but what I noticed for me personally is that this built a foundation for me uh, to do everything else, to start benching, to start squatting and doing things like that. Um, as now that you guys see that, you know, I have a pretty, pretty good numbers in all the three big lifts on my bench right now. I just hit 355 last week. I just squatted 485 last week and my deadlift has been around 555, but I haven't deadlifted since about November or December I actually stopped deadlifting and that's a whole nother uh, episode that I'll get into why I stopped deadlifting so if you're looking to build a strong back because you haven't been working it or whatever the reason is um, you can do that a lot of different ways though you don't need deadlifts you can do a lot of rows you can do lat pull downs uh, you can keep it simple always and do some pull-ups um, pull up and a push-up are one of those two exercises where like I had a conversation with a friend where we're deciding like if you could only do one exercise movement, what would you do? And he picked and I don't think there's a wrong or right answer. I think there's a lot of great answers. Um, he picked pull ups, um, which is great because I also when I asked that question, I included that you can do any variation of that one exercise. So, for example, you can do a pull up. Uh, you can do a chin-up, you can do wide grip pull-ups, you can do slim grip pull-ups, you can do pull-ups hanging from a towel or hanging from rope extension, hanging from a grip. You can do a lot of different variations of pull-ups. You can do it tempo, you can do it, uh, you know, any kind of different way you want. But in the same breath, I chose push-ups because, and pull-ups are great. They work your back, they work a little bit of your shoulders, your forearms. You can make it, if you do chin-ups, you can get your biceps involved somewhat and things like that. So that's great. And I chose uh, push-ups for the similar reasons. Um, one, I just felt like a push-up, you can do it anywhere, anytime. So that's why I gave it an advantage over pull-ups. Like you need something to hang from to do a pull-up, whereas a push-up, you just got to drop down and do push-ups. But you can do it with your feet up on a bench or on something raised you, or on a chair. You can do it with your feet, with your hands up on a bench or a chair you can go wide grip you can go diamond grip you can go just inner grip shoulder width um, you can even reverse your hands you can use handles and get different variations that hit your chest differently and it's also going to work your core very nicely stabilization your back will get involved at some point your triceps get hit very nicely you can get your biceps involved with certain grips and things like that so for the similar reasons your front delts are going to get involved your neck even to an extent depending on how much you do so i just felt like it's a great exercise as well to build a foundation and that's the big thing when you're talking about strength programs uh, a lot of people come to me and they want to do better with you know usually most of the people that come to me aren't like 
power lifters, like in the sense of like, oh, they're trying to compete. There's usually a lift that they have a goal in. And it's like, oh, man, I really want to bench 315 or I really a girl will come to me or a guy, whoever. But like recently, I, you know, I've had a, a, a female client come to me. She really wanted to squat to I mean, she really wanted to deadlift 225. So a lot of them are surprised that when I build a program for them, I ask them how many days a week and they're not just doing that movement over and over and over. It's like, no, I have to design a program to build a foundation for that movement. So, for example, if you're really trying to build a strong um, deadlift, I'm going to have you do a program that's really strengthening and widening your back uh, and then any supporting um you know, muscles. So you'll have where your legs are being supported, where your hammies, your whole, you know, rear spinal cord is going to be affected when you do a deadlift. So you want everything to be really strong. Um, and even your front delts and, you know, your neck and stuff like that. So there's a lot of muscles involved in a deadlift that you want to make sure you have a foundation for. Even your, your legs need to be really strong to have that stabilization, uh, when you want to lock out as well. So there's a lot to it. So even with bench press, uh, you know, there's a lot. Of, so it's a huge difference when you bench press and you use leg drive, um, and you have a nice arch, which you're gonna need a strong back to have a good foundation on the bench and be really sturdy and secure. It makes a huge difference uh, in your bench press as well. Um, I find that there's a many different ways to attack building strength, uh, but for you know beginning to beginner intermediate people. You don't need to really think about it way too hard and be like benching five days a week to increase your bench. I would say that anything you really want to improve on, any compound movement, so mainly squat, bench, deadlift, or overhead press, or um, whatever it is, any compound movement though. So I'm not talking about if you want to increase your strength on curls or if you want to increase your strength on lunges. You can do that all a lot of different ways and even just doing that really like once a week but if you're really trying to improve your compound lifts and build that strength i would i would suggest you do it twice a week and where twice a week you're not doing it the same way uh one 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 time you hit it could be really really structured um and you know going lower reps you know working your way up to higher weights and working off those numbers and really getting kind of close to those numbers and working off either the percentages or you could do rpe style training where you work off um and you know you kind of give up your effort based on how you're feeling that day and you go off those numbers and just make it work and then the next time you do it it's kind of for hypertrophy and just building the muscle and building the tissue around it which is going to help as well without really, really exhausting and fatiguing you and making you at risk for injury. So, for example, um, and it's different for me now, like I said, because I'm a little more advanced than a lot of people. So don't think this is what I exactly do because it's not. Uh, I do a lot of winging it, but as somebody with a lot of experience, I, can, I have the luxury of winging how I work out. And a lot of it's also based on the fact that, you know, I, only, I have two gym memberships. One of the gyms is Planet Fitness where I can't do squat or bench so i have to hit the muscles in different ways but i know how to work them enough and you know build through not having to do bench and squat and do things like that every single time i work out to still retain building my strength um so but like i said for a beginner i would want you to come in and do a bench day where you work up the numbers and then your next bench day you can kind of put quote unquote play around with the weight 
lift safe safer weight to hit your three sets of eight to ten reps work out with a friend and you can kind of just work your way in and just work off some easy numbers and then after that you know really work the chest in different ways with different movements hit some flies hit some machine chest press hit some push-ups and do things like that and for squats the same thing you might have a heavier squat day and then you might want to do a higher rep leg day where you either squat higher rep or you may just hit the leg press for higher reps and leg extensions for higher reps and do things like that to build those muscles around it um like I said, I can go on and on and on about building strength, but the main thing is you really probably going to want to either hire a trainer or get on a really structured program, in my opinion. Um, but I definitely want to get into the other part of building strength that you can't ignore because it's very crucial as well. So the second part uh, that I want to talk about is nutrition and diet and things like that. So... Uh, Early on, I used to always hear a lot that you had to be in a surplus or at least maintaining to gain strength in the gym. And initially, I didn't really want to believe this because for me, I felt like it was definitely not true. So I'm like, why do people always say this? But the one part that I was skipping that a lot of the people that I listen to and, you know, I believe in that they were saying and the fact that is that there's a thing called noob gains when you're new to the gym you can still lose weight and be making strength gains um, a lot of the time and the reason is, is because if you were never really working out and you're building muscle even if you're dieting and losing weight uh, you're building muscle so you're going to be stronger than you were especially because a lot of stre- a lot of what strength is too is comfort Right, a lot of times that when we start getting way stronger in movements, not because we actually got a lot stronger, a lot of it's because we just didn't know what we were doing, we didn't have the form right, we were uncomfortable, and now we're getting more comfortable. It's kind of like my squat. Uh, my squat jumped so much, and I don't think it's because my legs got that much stronger at first. It was because I switched my form, and once I got comfortable with that new form, uh, I was able to squat a lot better. So form can make a huge difference so once you get to the point where you're in you're in decent shape or even if you're somebody and i don't want to feel like i'm always targeting people who want to lose weight because there's some of you who probably are in shape and you want to build strength or you know you're struggling you're at a plateau uh for for you like like me you have to kind of be in a surplus or at least maintaining to really see some gains and make some strength in the gym so for me personally uh what i like to do is I definitely like to make sure I'm having a decent meal around the time I work out or at least leading up to that workout. So for me on a, on a regular work day, I've definitely eating, even though I do intermittent fasting, I'm definitely eating now before my workouts. And that's kind of a preference thing. You can definitely, I've hit PRs fasted before, uh, actually a lot, but now I'm kind of moving into where I like to get some a decent meal in an hour before 30 minutes to an hour before my workout really fuels me nicely. Excuse me. Fuels me nicely for the workout, get my pre-workout and get warmed up and they really go for those numbers. So that's kind of a personal preference. But yeah, you definitely need to be in a surplus. And if you feel like you can't gain weight and you're struggling, one way I would say that's easy to do it is if you eat what you normally eat in a day and then when you're when it's your time to go to the gym, let's say you go to the gym around three o'clock at two o'clock, consciously eat an extra meal. 
So whatever you eat normally, don't stop there at two o'clock an hour before or 45 minutes before, whatever it is, get an extra meal. And that's not going to have you feeling sick or anything, but just like an extra meal, like a PB and J or a protein bar or something like that. That's going to give you a little bit of extra um, that you'll burn pretty much right through for the workout. And that'll be added right onto your pretty much your muscle and a good workout. Um, and that should help you gain some weight too. Get any added calories are going to help you gain weight so if you've been maintaining at a weight for a long time and you're struggling eat around your workouts and that'll definitely help you because you know if you eat before your workout you're feeling good about it because you know that you're going to use that uh, to build muscle and then you eat right after and it doesn't have to be in like a 30 minute window and things like that like you probably heard before but just make sure you eat around that workout in addition to what you normally would have eaten at whatever time. And that will help you gain some weight. Just get some extra calories in. And if you feel like you don't have a really good appetite for it, either add in some cardio and just eat extra or eat more calorie dense meals. And what I mean by that is a lot of us eat super, super, super clean a lot. And that doesn't mean you have to go out and eat cake and ice cream to gain weight. But for example, chicken breast is very lean it's very hard if you're not especially if you're not cooking with oil and butter and things like that that add calories it's very hard to get in a surplus just eating like chicken breast and rice because it's so low calorie so what i would say is if you're in a bulk or in a surplus or looking to gain weight don't buy chicken breast next time you buy uh grocery go next time you go grocery shopping this time buy chicken thighs a lot higher calories some higher fat actually tastes better to me at least uh you know it's definitely a less dry and things like that a little more flavorful uh so make you some chicken thighs instead and maybe add some barbecue sauce to that uh add some other sauces to it that'll add some extra calories in for you so that uh, it tastes better uh eat some pasta and things like that so you can still eat relatively clean and then you don't have to worry about oh i'm eating like crap you know you don't have to do that you can still eat clean still feel good about what you're eating but just make some better decisions right so have an extra peanut butter and jelly that's full of nutrients have a extra protein bar have whatever it is uh even an extra bowl of cereal who cares i mean unless you're crazy about high fructose corn syrup and all these other things that i personally don't worry about if you're crazy about those things and you have to find your own alternatives but what i'm saying is the point is you don't have to be super restricted especially if you're trying to gain weight but even if you're trying to lose weight but i feel like a lot of us who, people who tell me they try to gain weight they feel like they eat a lot and they feel like they you know binge or they try to put on weight but they feel like there's you know there's no help and they're plateauing and it's because they aren't eating a lot you know i they tell me what they eat and then it's not a lot of food you know they might have one quote unquote dirty meal for the day like a burger and fries and be like see i eat a burger and fries but i never gain weight but meanwhile the rest of the day they all they've had is a bowl of cereal and a snack so they're still only at like 2200 calories 2300 calories or whatever it is or even 25 2700 calories depending on their size or even if it's a girl 17 1800 calories 1600 calories so still not a lot of calorie consumption i maintain on 2700 calories so i could eat a burger and fries every single day if i just pretty much ate that and then had some light snacks around that i'd only be at 23 2400 calories so i'd be actually losing weight 
Um, I'm not saying that for anybody to do that because yes, the beef and stuff from the burger and fries eventually would start to probably clog my arteries and do things like that. So I wouldn't want to do that either. My sodium would be really high, especially if I'm if it's not homemade burgers and fries. If it's from like a fast food restaurant, it definitely wouldn't be health, healthy. But just making an example here. So uh, when building strength programs, basically all in all to sum it up is that you want to make sure you're on a structured plan or program, even if you design it yourself, where you lay a foundation and you're hitting uh, compound movements, probably I would say twice a week. And if you're only going to hit it once a week, make sure you at least hit that muscle group twice a week. And then that second round, make sure you're really hitting it different ways, um, really stretching out the muscle, getting the blood into it and building it building the muscle so that the next time you do do the compound movement there's a foundation there that's helping you get those lifts and then making sure your nutrition's on point if you're not a noob who's losing weight and a new to the gym you want to definitely make sure that you're you know in a surplus and eating around your workouts uh, to help you put on some weight if you don't know how to put on weight in a healthy way um, and that's about it guys I really wanted to drop this episode. I've been getting a lot of questions about this from people. So thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next week.